Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And this is Mark Vila with Coleman and Company. Uh, very excited today to have new energy in the room. Uh, we're and there's here. a lot of it. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of energy. energy. I take up a lot of energy here. I'm like, I'm like a black hole <laughs> sucking you guys in. And we've got uh, Deborah Korn, and she is the intergalactic ambassador to the Printverse. Uh, which is a which is a, a, a fun name, a funny name. It gets attention, so um, we're just going to dive right into what that means and, yeah. and who you are. So, Mark, it, tell, yeah, tell yeah, us. Yeah, so, so we got together with uh, with Deborah um, because I heard her on uh, on a podcast that had the the plenipotentiary that had the Emperor of SGIA on it. And, uh, and it was great, and they sounded great, so I invited her on. We have been talking, and, and the name of this episode, by the way, is, uh, is Women in Print, Intro to Girls Who Print. And we, we, there was kind of a convergence here. I heard the podcast, and uh, you are a woman that is in the printing world. And we've just had this like whole series of customers recently uh, doing success stories like you know, we just finished with um, Leanne from Sweet Tea. Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, we've got Ronnie Hovey that's that's going to be doing a success story for us, um, and and just the the women who print now uh, in in our customer base are just they're growing, and I, th- I think it's actually kind of a social movement in our industry that the demographic is changing. And I wanted to talk about that. And then you've got all kinds of fun stuff going on. So why don't you introduce yourself to our group here and uh, and tell us about Girls Who Print. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yep. Mark and Mark, it's easy for me to remember your yeah, names. <laughs> um, as that Mark said, I am the intergalactic ambassador to the printerverse. There's an extra syllable in that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, the printerverse is a collection of really community-based initiatives. Um, the first one is my website, which is printmediacenter.com. And um, on through that channel, I provide information and resources to print marketing professionals. And I always like to caveat with a little fun in the mix because we like to keep it real. And there's a collection of uh, writers who um, contribute to my site and they are all currently working in roles in the printing industry. So we really are in the trenches with everybody yeah. else. Me, not so much because I'm not a printer and I don't work in a print shop, right. but um, my audience uh, uh, gives me access to places like this and I get to see what's going on and I kind of can um, give people a 30,000 foot view of it um, as far as, you know, new new opportunities uh, yeah. that's kind of what i really like to focus on which is why i love the concept of your podcast because you guys are helping people succeed with your equipment and yeah. helping your customers customers is the only way that this is all going to work from now on so so what's really cool is that um when you mean when you say printers you're not just talking about apparel printers Correct. I mean, all of the uh, print service providers out there, regardless of if it's 
ink or something on something and you're selling yeah. it to okay. to um it that's what I what I mean by that but you're right and that's such an important point that you just brought up because as the intergalactic ambassador which is what I've called myself yeah. uh, because I sit in the middle of about 150,000 people in the printing industry uh, between my site and my social channels and my LinkedIn group print production professionals which is the number one group in the world little yeah, yeah awesome. and awesome. there will be links in show notes yes, yep. sorry but um, it gives me a unique perspective to see that um, people have the same goals, but it doesn't really seem like they're communicating with each other as effectively and efficiently as they can. For example, just assuming anybody in my world knows what DTG is, is a hugely bad assumption. Yeah, got it. Because mm -hmm. even today when I walked in here yeah. and you said, here's our DTG thing, and I said, oh hold on, what you is meant... That? Yeah. You're talking about direct to garment, yeah. right? Because I need to make sure, you know, and to your point, from, to me, customers are the end users who would be yeah. buying the apparel and to you, customers are the people buying your equipment. So, right. you know, this is a perfect example of yeah. why these types of conversations are so important because we can get everybody on the same page to let them know. We all are trying to achieve the same thing. You're trying to help your customers, and I'm trying to help your customers help their customers. Yeah, so, I love that. As well as you are too, because I, I took a picture of your little mantra on the on the wall oh, that your yeah. success is measured by your customers. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's so important. It's just why we do this podcast, and we and we have all, you know blogs all over the place and articles written every day. All these things is because the you know we we sell Coldesi sells equipment and supplies. Right. Um, if a printer is not making noise and printing, they're not using any supplies, and, and our customers don't come back. If our customers are not profitable, then then they go out of business. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's really important that everyone listening to this, you know, it's important. You know, our success is their success, right. and and it's full circle. The better they do, the better we do, and and the better we help, the better chance that they can succeed. So when somebody buys a DTG printer or yeah. a transfer printer or an embroidery machine, if we can help provide the tools to you, then you are more likely to succeed than if you bought one off of eBay, knew nothing, got no education, and next thing you know, three months later, it's collecting dust. Yeah. And it's incredibly rewarding too, by the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you start somebody in business and they're, you know, they're, they're, they've got a side hustle, right? Um, they've got an Etsy store or something like that, mm -hmm. and, and they want to take it to the next level. We get to help with that. So that's, that's yeah, really exciting. I mean, this is like the perfect, I want to be a maker. Okay. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Look, yeah. look how simple this is. I'm, I mean, and I'm not trying to, uh, you know, really read it down to, yeah. you know, this is printing for dummies. It's not. There's certainly technology behind it. Right. I toured your, your warehouse. I yeah. toured your um, your technicians yeah. uh, tooling with stuff back there. This is technology, yeah. but I can do it, which is a good measurement of how simple it is. Gotcha. Because I'm not really a printer. I'm a print customer, so I sit back and I'm like, I don't care how you do it. Just give it to me when yeah. I need it, and you know, for what you said, you were going to charge me. So, so, um, so that's a good point. So you started you started your your journey here in the printerverse as a as a customer. Correct. So so talk to us a little bit about that transition. Thank you for asking. Sure. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. 
Um, I had worked in advertising uh, agencies and in in-house marketing departments of brands and corporations for over 25 years in New York City. And I had, um, you know, without, you know, bringing this down after mm -hmm. September 11th, there was, you know, a lot of consolidation in the advertising industry. And yeah. it was very mm -hmm. difficult for people in production, especially because there's usually like 40 people in production, you know, in, big, in the big agencies. Yeah. Yeah. And they're scattered around and they can really consolidate that when they want to. Um, and they did. And um, I was a director of production, so it was, it was not many of those running around. Um, so I took a job in Florida, and then, you know, this is not a sad story. It has a happy ending, I promise <laughs> you. Um, I took a job in Florida. I worked there for a couple of years, and then the recession hit in uh, 2008, yeah. and I lost my job. So I was networking with people I knew uh, to find work, and that was ended pretty, I don't know, six months. So, you know, mm -hmm. I was before I heard back from everybody, and I was like, all right, need to think of something else new to do here. And LinkedIn had just opened up groups. So I said, all right, let me start a group and I'll invite people who I think could help me get a job. Yeah. Other print customers, uh, creative people, head, uh, creative managers, they call them in advertising agencies, mm -hmm. um, printers, traditional commercial printers, yeah. because they love getting people in advertising agencies jobs so we can oh, be yeah. friends. Not that there's anything illegal or inappropriate yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, but it's still networking. loyalty yeah, that yeah. you do not, you do not, look, I can't print with you, but I'm sending everybody I know your way. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be, everybody is fond of people who help them find yep. work. Sure. And as an aside, I just throw it, oh, and headhunters can come too. And the group actually took on its own life because there were humans in it with free will yeah. who were making decisions like i don't i don't know that deborah corn started this group to find a job all i know is that there are people in here who can actually help me and they started asking each other questions does anybody know what this type of binding is called does anybody know where i can find a someone who can print on styrofoam does anybody know why this is not coming out the way i want it to come out you know questions like yeah. that and they just started interacting with each other and it really took on a life of its own till one of uh the members who was from an advertising agency referred her friend to come to ask a question by saying, you need to join this group. It's like having 500 expert colleagues down the hall. And that That's was perfect. like kind of my aha moment that, okay, I, I know I started this group with a different intention, but something's happening here. I'm in the middle of it and I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, yeah. So for like three years, I described myself as a professional networker, nice. which by the way, I like it. No, this is, this was not something that was a job, you know, right. I'm making it up as I go along. Yeah. Um, social media had just started to kick off in a way that it was becoming a viable marketing channel for mm -hmm. businesses. And I was sort of in the ground floor of that too. And I just kept saying, I'm not really sure what this is, but I'm going to keep going with it and see what happens. And what happened was that it turned into the world's number one group uh, for print. Uh, there's over 95,000 people in it. I've personally approved, thrown out, 
uh, every single member in that group. I've approved or deleted every single conversation. There's no other managers. It's me. It's what I say goes. That is a full-time game. Yeah, no right solicitations, but that's why. Yeah. It's not a place to go for, look at me. Yeah. yeah. It's a place to go with, uh, you asked a question, and here's how I can contribute to that answer. And yes, of course, I also do it, but I don't need to lead right. with that. Yeah. Um, so... Really, that is how I came to be. And sitting in the middle of all these people, oh, I do need to say that after the print customer, after about 5,000 people jumped in there, uh, print of the, uh, what yeah. I refer to as the customers, yeah. obviously the printers were telling the manufacturers, oh, I'm in this group, and they were like, what? And they all jumped in. Yeah. And as soon as they jumped in and told all their salespeople to get in there, the paper companies came and the project management software and the workflow. So yeah. I have everybody from literally janitorial supplies for print shop right. to the highest end 3D printer in the world is in this group. And that's nice. why I called it the printiverse yeah. because yeah. it encompassed everybody. And I specifically did not call myself the supreme leader of the printiverse. I didn't try to want to be the intergalactic empress of the printiverse. Mm -hmm. I am the ambassador because what do I know? I'm a print customer. Right. I just know, you know, there are things that I now have access to that really the end users don't know anything about. And if we need to move this needle on, you know, how do we keep print relevant in, um, you know, people's marketing and branding worlds, I'm not yeah. saying in the world in general, because I don't subscribe to that conversation, nor will I have it. Okay. Like if anyone says, is print relevant, is print dead? I'm like, no, you're dead having that conversation. Like right. if you're asking that question, it's actually more about you than it is about the media. Yeah. Because the medium is not going anywhere. And if you have an effective and efficient way to communicate a message, that message can be anywhere and it will work. Yeah. You know, the difference between junk mail and marketing mail is the message to the person who receives it. So don't blame the the transfer device. Yeah, yeah, the blame, media is not the, blame not the issue. The, blame the offer or, yeah. the, you know, like, let's get a grip on this thing. Right. But, um, you know, so that's kind of how, how I came to be. And sitting in this spot uh, did give me a unique perspective to see that there was a lot of disconnects between um, the what print service providers actually cared about today versus like what manufacturers were trying to get them okay. to care about to sell equipment as yeah. they should. Yeah. If you want somebody to buy something, you have to make a case for it. But that case might be a little too far forward for them. So I kind of also am able to help um, these people get information by going back to the manufacturers now because I have access to them yeah. and saying, you know, on any day, like my LinkedIn in inbox is really an adventure. And, you know, when I click into it, I never know what I'm going to find. You know, yeah. sometimes there's just requests like, I need to find printers in Belarus. And I'm like, oh, good one. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like here's yeah, a, a challenge today. Yeah, you know? a challenge. I mean, there are major global brands who I will not mention that contact me to help them find printers because they don't want to reach out to them because they don't want to get into like this is not them but yeah. let's just say it's microsoft it right. is not microsoft yeah okay but let's just pretend it is sure that would give you a perspective microsoft doesn't want to call a printer is that is that is microsoft ever getting off that printer's 
call us. What do you, what do you got, no, Microsoft? Yeah, what can yeah, I print yeah, for yeah. you? What do you got, got today? It, yeah. So they don't do it. I don't make money from it. I don't yeah. take a commission. I don't work with these printers. And I always, you know, preface it by saying, you ask me for specific capabilities, and I'm telling you that these printers have them. You have to make your own decisions about this. I'm not involved. Don't yeah. come back and talk to me about it. And yeah. I'm not a print broker. I don't take money for, for any of that. And, and, you know, people offer it to me all the time, by the way. And I'm like, hell no, I'm right. not your print broker. But that's... All right, I'll keep my wallet in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's a long answer to your question. No, no. But, so the... But, you know, for, for the people that are listening to the CAS podcast, the, you know, what you just said in there is great because what you're doing is... You're bridging the gap between the the language that the customer speaks and and the message that the manufacturers want to deliver, and also what they think they care about. You know, yeah. like maybe you know, there's there is kind of a little misguided belief that, uh, for, for example, with digital printing, yeah, that okay, um, I have a digital press and now I can print 5,000 versions all unique. Great. Find a print customer who wants to print 5,000 unique versions of anything right. and manage that and deal with the data. The big brands might. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is that most of the time when that is actually happening, happening, the consumers don't know. They just, they just get a thing in the mail that happens to be very relevant to them, but they don't understand yeah. how that's happening, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm not saying that they do, but there's a, still yeah, yeah, a yeah. disconnect. No, I get it. So what I go back to the manufacturers or the printers who have invested in this equipment is don't lead with this variable data conversation. Lead with versioning. Yeah. Lead with quicker, yeah. faster, less, more time for you to do your work slowly introduce hey did you know we could have done four different yeah. versions don't try to do five don't try to get them on five thousand yeah start off with two yeah. you and, know and nobody is, wants to do that and, yeah and that's really a message for our customers too because what i what i see when i look at some of their customer brochures and some of their websites is they taught the first thing they talk about we get customers that will buy a piece of equipment one of the first things they ask for is you know, can you provide us with a clip art piece of the equipment? Can we can we put your logo on our site? Can we do things like that? And the answer is yeah, sure. Like you're welcome to do yeah. that. Is it going to help them sell anything? No, no. The simple. Show me the hat. Yeah, yeah. the simple thing. Yeah, and we say it all the time. And if it, the first time, if this is your first episode, one of the yeah. best pieces of advice is, is you start your printing business. Is you get a we say you know wear what you do. So 100%. embroider a shirt. Print a shirt. I've yep. got print. You've got embroidery. Yep. Print a shirt. Go out and show some people some samples. Go talk to them. Meet people. And then when they ask you the simple things, yeah, I can, I can print shirts. Like, yeah, I can do all different types of materials. Sure. You get into the conversation. Then you were mentioning the variable data. Then you can get into, you know, would you like the employee's name on every shirt? Yep. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden, that's because how you do it. if you lead with that, if you lead with, how about this? We'll put the name here. We'll exactly. put a tag on the inside. We'll do you all, which are all yeah. great ideas. Correct. Then they, all right. Well, each each uh, shirt like this, a button up is going to be sixty five dollars. Right. And they're like, well, the last guy, the last lady, right. yeah. it was twenty bucks. Hundred percent. And when you come out with, well, I can do this for twenty bucks. By the way, 
if we put the name on, that's another five bucks. I right. can custom tag them. That's another few bucks. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're getting excited. Hey, instead of doing the cheaper one, let's make it the wrinkle free. Right. That's another eight bucks. Now all of a sudden they're at 65 and they are stoked. Yeah. Right. They're happy. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that, that is such a great point. Everybody and salespeople are really bad at that. You know, they, they smell an upsell, you know, yeah. and, and they just go for it. Um, you know, the advertising agencies and movie theaters have a really good strategy about this. Okay. Okay. Um, that if you ever, if you notice next time you go to a movie theater and look at the prices of popcorn, a small, I'm just making up prices of popcorn. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. A small popcorn is $6. Yep. A large popcorn is $8, but a medium popcorn is six fifty. Now I'm thinking to myself, why would I get a small for fifty yeah. percent less? But I don't want to pay the two dollars for popcorn that I'll be eating for six weeks. Have you ever seen these yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy? But how can I possibly turn away all that extra popcorn for, for 50, fifty cents? You cannot wrap your mind around it. We, we've yeah. got it. We got a link right here to the Good Better Best podcast that we did yep. just recently. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And um, and then the advertising agencies have a great strategy where you show the client exactly what they ask for, just so you get that out of the way. Yeah. You show them something they will never do under any circumstances so they can say no to something. Yeah. And then you put the one that you really want them to do. So using your example, which was which was really cool, um, I would, and if, if it's cost effective i would literally show the customer the three versions that you just said yeah. here's exactly what you asked with just yeah. your logo over it here it is with the logo and the name and here it is in 17 colors you know they're going to say no to that yeah yeah but chances are they're going to go for the medium popcorn man this is the conversation that we have with um with about screen printing all the time yeah you know screen printers are always asked how do you get 25 dollars for a shirt how do you get 25 i i print one Right. Yeah. This, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do right now. I'm going to print one in full color. I don't care how many colors they have. Here, here it is. This one's twenty five dollars. Yep. I can also put your name on the back for an extra five bucks. I can also, right. do, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. I was in the mall. Um, actually, we didn't even talk about this. I was in the mall uh, maybe two weeks ago, and uh, I'm looking at the T-shirt stand that's in the mall. Just any size. Oh, yeah. He's got yeah, the yeah. press and all that stuff. So I'm just looking. I'm laughing at a couple. He had some funny shirts. And him and his wife, or I think it was his wife. They they were looked like they were married, but anyway, they looked. They unhappy. come up. Yeah, they looked unhappy with <laughs> the guy was like holding her purse and like yeah. looked like he had Rolling been beaten to death. You know, like, they, they're, they're just like, oh, can we help you out with a shirt? They're really friendly, and I was like, no, I'm like. Great job that you came up and introduced me. I'm yeah. just in the industry. I'm, I'm not going to buy anything. I make my own. But um, it reminded me, and I just said, how much is a shirt? Yeah. And he said, well, the one you're looking at is 25 bucks." And I was like, oh, do you do like names if I wanted? Yep. He's like, that's like 10 And he was naming some different things. And I did some math in my head. And I'm like, a couple of these shirts are like 40 bucks. Yeah. And then I'm looking at it. It's it's an, it's a cheap shirt. It's not like the quality of the garment is, is remarkable. It's right. just a run-of-the-mill shirt. But the thing is, is that you can get one exactly how you want. And, uh, and they were printing shirts. Well, yeah. you know, while this is happening so they're busy yeah so you can get the money for the shirt if it's worth it if it's if, if it's and, and that goes back to to the language about you know i may want to talk about 
the low cost per print and how big the prints are on my direct garment printer. But what a customer needs to hear is, look at the size of this print and how beautiful this is. And we can also do this. Yeah. Do you want it huge? Well, yeah. that's actually, it's great because the direct garment printer, what's the size? 16 by 20? 16 and a half by 24. So yes, huge, 24. right? So you can, here's the t-shirt that you asked for, you know, like a logo your size. Right. So nice, right, regular size yeah. logo. Here's one I could do that's a little bigger and then I could do on the back too. Here's the giant one. There's no way you're going to pay for it to be this wide and this big. Right. So then you can you can kind of upsell and we we talked to um uh, Mark. We had another Mark on here recently. Yeah, Mark. Well, Mark I'm I guess it has to change my name. Yeah. Deborah Mark yeah. Corn. Yeah. And uh, he was mentioning how when he charges, he has a standard size, and when he goes bigger because he does direct to garment, the cost is a lot more. When you go bigger, not a lot more, but for his customer, it's a lot more. And he, that's an upsell for him, is selling the larger print. Yeah. And uh, it should be the same when, so if you own a DTG printer or a transfer printer, especially, um, or an embroidery machine, as yeah. it gets bigger, it costs you a lot more. Compared to maybe screen printing, it might not be that big of a difference. Yeah. Right. So you charge for that upsell to yeah. that. You know, that's something that, that really you can 100%. do. 100%. And the, the only other thing I would say about that is that it's imperative that you show people samples of their own stuff. Don't show them samples of your stuff yeah. or my stuff because yeah. they don't get emotionally attached to that. Yeah. I'm not emotionally attached to your name on yeah. of your logo on, on a, a shirt, shirt that you're showing me. But put my logo with my name yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, oh, yeah. wow, I can yeah. have my name on my and, shirt and, on somebody. And the takeaway, did you want me? To, did you want to buy this or do you want me to throw yeah. it away? So I, know, which one? I actually have a great question, a question about that and it's something that I struggle in, even in my own head to answer this. So maybe you have a thought on it. Okay, no pressure. So, right? That's okay. <laughs> so, you never um, ask questions, Bill. If uh, I, I own a print business, mm -hmm. a, a t-shirt print business, and my thought is what you just said, if I can get people emotionally attached to what the sample, then uh, then that will get them excited. Mm -hmm. They will be happy to see it. So now I'm going to, I got my keys and my coffee, I'm getting in my car, and I'm like, wait a minute, I should bring some samples. So what is, what's the amount of work and effort and cost do you think putting into, when should you make that custom sample? Because right now I'm going to cold call, right? I'm just going to walk in and a brand new a brand new donut shop just opened up and you walk in, you see they're all just wearing just golf shirts. I can make you a shirt, you know. Um, is it, when do you think is that point where should I talk to them first? Should I wow them right away? Should I put a bunch of money into just getting all samples for the big companies around? Or should I pre-qualify them first. I mean, I don't know. How would you do what it? What says the printer? It, it, yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be a long tail answer. Yeah, unfortunately. sure. Yeah. So I would say that your first mistake is getting into that car without understanding completely who your person is that you're going to talk to. Okay. Is this somebody, how old are they? I'm sorry, but that matters. Yep. If they are what we would like to call millennials and you don't have a sample, why are you even going to see them? If they're a business owner who more than likely is, let's say they're 60 or older, are they going to care about a sample? Not as much as they're going to care about the cost of that machine. But who else works in that company that you can give a sample to that you can use as your influencer? Yeah. You know? So with that, I would also say that there are ways that you can um honestly create commodity samples that are still 
relevant uh, to customers that can get them emotionally attached. For example, um, we're coming over to visit you. Um, can you fill out this short survey, right? Do you like dogs? Do you like cats? Do you like blue? Do you like red? Do you like, um, what kind of, what's your favorite candy? What's yeah, it? Yeah, interesting. And then pull a dog off of a yeah, yeah. blue thing okay. and bring them a cute puppy. Okay. You know, it's not their puppy, but it could be if yeah. you say, send me a picture. Right. Which is such a better way of doing it. Yeah. You say to them, look, this is going to sound crazy, but send me a picture of your kid. Look, there's, I don't know anybody who won't pay money for something with their kid's face on it or their pet's face on yeah. it. No, who won't? Yeah. So if you even just, hey, thanks for meeting with me. Here's your dog on a shirt or your cat on a shirt or your iguana, whatever it yeah, might yeah. be. You could, all, you, you could stalk them on social and pull a picture and print it. That would be a little creepy, though. I don't necessarily think that that's creepy, but you again, you have to know your yeah, audience. Yeah. A, a, a non-millennial will might be like, "What, what are you talking about?" Right, it might be a little creepy, at, you know, especially if it's, it's at someone's child. I'm just yeah. saying, like. But it goes uh, if there's a, if it's a public Instagram picture and they're a millennial, they might be excited. Wait, you found me on Instagram and saw that picture. Even like yeah. to even drill down more into this, right? What what are they interested in? Like yeah. maybe you just see that they go fishing every weekend, so you put a prize fish on there. You, that's yeah. what you give them. So like maybe the, the it's the, not about yeah. you what you're selling anymore. It's not about what you can do. It's about that you just made a human connection with somebody. Yeah. And now you can have, it opens up the door to a conversation, in my opinion, on a completely different level. Okay. And it it has to be authentic, though. Yeah. You know, it can't just be, I looked, I stalked you and pulled a yeah, picture yeah, yeah. off of Instagram. Like, what are they doing in all those pictures? Yeah. And then drill into that and let them see that. What that says to me as a customer is, wow, they understand me. Yeah. So you're saying, so with your answer, the first step would be not, not uh, cold calling wouldn't be your style of doing it. Your style would be find a way to build some relationships and then. I'm saying that even if I'm cold calling, I'm not just dialing a number and yeah. saying, yeah. um, uh, Acme Print Company. Yeah. Hi, I'm like. May I speak to yeah, Peter, yeah. please? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Peter. My. Uh, by the you way, you do research ahead of time. I'm not a yeah, salesperson. Yeah. I learn all this uh, stuff from people like Kelly Malazzi and and so, Bill Farquharson and all the sales coaches out there. I know nothing about sales. Right. I consider myself a relationship facilitator. Right. So it's tied into sales, but it's the approach. But yep. but uh, but I, I like it, and I now that you lay it out, I I've you're do, totally I've done it. it. I've done yeah. it. No, I've I've done it. We had a. We had a big vendor that we were kind of courting at Cold yep. Essie come down a couple of years ago, and I, I looked him up everywhere. I found out he was very much into bowling, so I made sure that the bowling the bowling shirt sample embroidery that we have, you know, was out front and center on the front of the rack, so we could start a conversation about we, bowling. We, okay, I would have put his team. I would have done. I would have. I would put his I'm, team. I'm a little lazier. <laughs> okay, just say we had we had a music uh, somebody who, who was in the music industry, and um, they were coming in for a sample. So I pulled up some art, and I got a music related art, and I had it ready to go. And then when they walked in, hey, how are you doing? I was just printing this shirt. Just and happened then, to be Then printing. all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, and they're laughing, and like, uh, well, I knew you were coming. Right. I, I thought this would be fun. Got to be careful though, because we had a big trap artist that um 
that outfitted their whole merch department. So, you know, like, uh, and, and not all of the lyrics are appropriate. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. You know, another, another thing that, that's uh, kind of a great way to get a foot in the door is, you know, there are constantly... Well, not constantly, but if, unless you're in a thriving city, but uh, there are new businesses open. Yeah. If you're the if you're the t-shirt person, welcome to the neighborhood. Here's a here's a t-shirt with your logo yeah, on it. Yeah, That's it. I love that. Just a welcome to the not and I can print a hundred for you. Yeah. Not and we can also do aprons. Just let it yeah. let it be a gift, and then God forbid, become a customer. Yeah. Like. Be, why should everybody be your customer? Yeah. You know, you there's reciprocation here, yeah. you know? Um, I, I'm trying to do this thing called print rescue where I go into like a retail space okay. and say, okay, I can rescue this business with print. They just don't really know it. I can yeah. print a floor. I can print a wall. I can print oh, the new menus. I, I, can, I can print, you know, love retail yeah. stuff. I can print new, new uh, uniforms. Yeah. They just don't know that I can do that. Yeah. Can I just walk in there and say... I want to make over your shop with with print. They're going to look at me and say, "No, thank you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give you the thumb. Get out if of here. I'm a customer of theirs and I'm, hey, how you doing? You know, I, there's there's actually a place in that I've been doing working on uh, yeah. that's a that place that sells gyros, gyros in in, yeah. uh, in my neighborhood, and I go in there and every once in a while, I, I go in there to have a sandwich. Yeah, and I talk to them. You know, am I being fake? No, because they don't have to talk to me back. I'm talking about things, but I'm working up the time yeah. to say. By the way, why are you? You know, you don't. And they actually print signs off of their desktop printer and then highlight. Oh yeah, oh. I've, I've been in stores that oh. do that, yeah. and that's their signage. And I'm, you know, I've spoken to the guy a few yeah. times about it, and now he actually got a new sign, which I'm very okay. excited yeah. about. That's great, but. I put in the time to be willing to understand what the... Does this guy really care about the sign at the end of the day? He sees a line out the door and he's like, what do I need a sign for? They're all in here buying my sandwiches. Yeah. Until the first person came up to him and said, we like your new sign. Yeah. Then yeah. he was hooked yeah. on That's it great. because he's like, it shows that he cares. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's 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 actually a great point, and uh, it so in this just kind of giving some takeaways I'm thinking of here and listening to you, and uh, and some, maybe some things some people listening here yeah. can take away. So there's a theme here, and a lot of things you're saying about everything is the relationship building. To you, me, you yeah, you started your community community that way. Um, the people within the community love being there because of that. So. Something that I would say is if I'm starting a new t-shirt business or an embroidery business, one of the first things, and we've recommended this before, is start to get yourself out there to build some relationships. So you, we, we talk all the, all the time, right? Yep. Join the Chamber of Commerce, the, PT, the PTA, totally. the PTO. Yeah. You know, if there's an event you can go to, um, meet up, like that meetup.com. Uh -huh. If you like telescopes, go to the local... You know, astronomy club meeting. 100%. Go, go anywhere, yeah. meet people, be, say hi. Yeah. And then, can I follow you on social media? Do you do you do Instagram? Yeah. Build some, build a little bit of a relationship, and then boom, one day you're going to see it's this couple that they're just they're just announcing or saying that they're opening up a new little coffee shop, and you do that and you say, hey, 
you already follow them on Instagram. You've been talking with them for a while. Yeah. You know that they love to go hiking. So you make them two hiking t-shirts that say, you know. Congratulations on your new venture. Yeah. No, and your new adventure. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. You can make it totally. <laughs> and, like, and we I, should. Now I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> but no, that, I'm not really sure what you're adding. He's the smart one. He's the smart one. That's for sure. Well, but that's what's great. And, and that's what the key to. So there's plenty of approaches because we've talked about the really cold call approach before. The one of like, listen, get in the car and just meet people. Just walk in. And that is a way to do business. And and you can. But uh, the relationship one is you might not get business tomorrow from it. But as you do it over time, the cold calling way, you can get a t-shirt order tomorrow. But it's much harder and and it's more abrasive and it requires a lot of a, a, a personality it's hard is it fair to say that it will also most likely be a one-off unless you develop it, a could, relationship it could with be. Those yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah, absolutely so, so you definitely so the you get the relationship building is so key to longevity and it makes business easy for you yeah yeah six months a year i always later. define a sale when i speak at events or you know meetings and stuff as when a need and a relationship meet And, um, you know, to your point about, um, you know, you can, you can, you should 100% chamber of commerce is genius. Everybody should be doing that. But you can also do it from your home by following the people on social media that Mm -hmm. you want to do business with and just sharing their stuff and commenting on it. Not... Great, great outfits, but I could do a better job. Like, nobody cares about that. Just congratulations on your new business. Wow, I'm down the block. I'll be over tomorrow to have a a coffee or uh, send them something. You know, know, I always tell the wide format printers, this new business, send them a banner. We're open banner. Put your little logo on the corner, but don't make a big deal about it or try to upsell or do, just give a gift and... People remember these things. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, it, it fits because we did a, we did a poll in the uh, CAS Facebook group mm-hmm. um, on, you know, where do most people get their business? And it's all through personal connections. It's all Word local business. Referrals. Yeah. And yeah. social media. I just had a presentation for Adfa and uh, HubSpot uh, oh, yeah. put out some amazing stats about sales for 2018. Yeah. And like 84, I don't remember them off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think I have them in my phone. With uh, I can pull them up later maybe. Or you can post them. But mm-hmm. um, like 84% of purchasing decisions are now through a referral. And something like 50 or 60% of those were because of content on social media that they see. So if you think about it, there's a, there's a really, there's more than 80% chance that people are learning about your business without you even being there. Yeah. You know, so the other end of this is to make sure your house is in order when people are going to come investigate you. Yeah. Like if your site is not mobile friendly, if you're not on social media and active on it. Just being on it and then spewing stuff about yourself is not really yeah. cool. Yeah. People also, by the way, if you're a printer and you're doing business for a restaurant, why aren't you sharing everything they have and saying, oh, great customers have a special oh, today? Yeah. Or, Absolutely. you know, we love printing uh, whatever. T- uh, yeah. Uh, they, 
we love this uh, this best barbecue in the world and we're happy because they always need new t-shirts you know like yeah. whatever it is like this there could be cool ways yeah of, yeah i like that like it. barbecue the, my favorite part about this barbecue customer are two favorite parts is one right. is their pork is amazing right two they destroy their t-shirts so they always yeah, need I love that. thank yeah. you right yeah. or, yeah. Put, or show them like print barbecue stains on t-shirts and <laughs> oh, say yeah. say uh, pre-approved by the barbecue restaurant yeah you know? that's great like I like, that. like this you know I I actually so, like that a lot of sharing your customers' social content and just and and tell, say and just share it and just yeah. give it away. Don't you're not going to get they're not going to get anything for it. You're not asking it. Just do once it. Once they connect back with you, the handshake is complete. Yeah. You reach out your hand by sharing all this stuff, right? And they don't have to connect back with you. Just like they don't have to pick up the phone yeah. when they see a number, and just like they can spam your email because they have no idea who you and, are. That, and, but if you're following them on social yeah. media for a couple of months and they recognize the company name and then you send them an email mm -hmm. oh i know something about that yeah. i've heard that before click you win on that click Absolutely. whether or not they do anything else with that after is not it is of course the ultimate point but the click, but it's not the point not really because yeah, i delete i delete i can't even tell you I, i'm not exaggerating i would say up to 200 things a day i delete yeah. or spam yeah, yeah. Marcus Smell. Yeah, and the same thing. It's because well, we're we're now and we're in a world where uh, we're bombarded with so much that you know the social proof is important. So being on social media, sharing with people, shaking the hand, yeah. like that. And I, I like the sharing customers thing, and this is really important for our listeners to think about because there's a whole camp of people that have either been in business for a while or maybe they're just not so current on social media that and i ran into it the other day during one of the success stories i don't want to show who my customers are because somebody's going to take them away somebody's going to see that and that's the point of building the relationship is you know someone will always be able to sell something cheaper than you right 100 percent of the time yeah. somebody can buy any of the equipment that you can see in this room for a dollar less somewhere you know but it's the it's the relationship that that is proof against that you know it's your shield against that those competitors trying to come in. So the more you share, the more confident that you are, the more you get reach back from your customers, the better off you're gonna be. Right. I mean, I have been known to say that if your competition doesn't know everything about you, yeah. everybody who works with you and all your customers, they're not your competition. Yeah. So what do you care? All the people that you're afraid of, they already know everything about you. Right. Or they're, they're not relevant. And if, if they are, to your point, I'm not leaving this person for a dollar less yeah. if my if I'm not familiar with the process. As a print customer, my sanity is dependent upon the dependability of the vendors that I choose for the agency or the brand or the corporation. Yeah. And everybody is watching me to make sure my vendors deliver because believe me, they blame me for every single person yeah. and they constantly um, you know, like to say, you're protecting the printers and you're not protecting us. And because they don't understand that there's actually two sides to every story. Like, right. okay, it's late, but don't forget that we changed the files 16 times. They don't want to know that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't want to know that part. They just want to know that we, they just say we missed the deadline. And it's like, right. well, you've been signing off on it for the past week, knowing that, you know, this is going to affect the delivery date. But yeah. it's all about having those people on the other side that are there for you. And you can't 
understand that just through a cold call. There mm-hmm. has to be more to it. But that doesn't mean like, you know, I talked about my LinkedIn inbox, you know, just because I'm connected with you does not mean I'm your friend, does not mean I'm going to do things, does not mean that you can sell me something. I mean, the amount of irrelevant information I get, yeah. I work from my home, I don't need <clears throat> a server form. Why are people, right. or an MIS system, or a printing press for that matter. I'm not yeah. a printer, but I have Print Media Center as my name, and I'm connected to people on LinkedIn, and they just feel that's an open invitation to send irrelevant information, which ruins it for the people that actually have relevant information. But those people usually start off by, really appreciate your contributions. I've just read this article, I thought it was really great. You know, we come across this a lot of time in our business. And then they tell me their story. Yeah. And, but they've tied it back to me. Yeah. And I'm a human, so that matters to me. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and, and, uh, I think that the the message of uh, relevant information is really important, and we talk about that when we talk about our customers starting their business and having a personality or a brand or whatever it is their business. So if they are selling to uh, you know a cheer, you know, as an example, we use a lot because that's that's a big industry. So if you're selling to the cheer. And cheerleading business. Oh, I was and like, it, cheer, like the, yeah, the yeah. laundry detergent. Yeah. Like, so you did it again. Cheer the yeah, like you thought I knew what you, I was told, you, you were talking about. I mean, so, I'm glad you guys are. Well, there. yeah, that's why yeah. I switched the word a few right. times. So it's like that spirit wear and cheer and cheerleading. Spirit wear, I like spirit that, wear. If you're selling to that community, it's important that, for one, um, if all of your logos and branding and look and, and samples are for that, and then a new um, attorney opens up and you go there and you ask them if you want to make some sort of custom apparel for them and you're showing up with all this it doesn't match they're they're gonna look at you and just say i don't know why you're here right Uh, and most likely like please get that teenager's skirt out of (laughs) my office yeah yeah Yeah. that's true (laughs) and so so as your brand grows and your business grows and you if your business has multiple personalities like it we will be served. Yeah, to be served different niches. Then, uh, then make sure that the way you speak or the samples that you deliver and the way you build the relationship, even so, the the intangible building of the relationship is when if you're trying to deal with uh, dentists and doctors, maybe you are a little bit more professional because they are used to receiving things that are very uh, just white and corporate. Hundred percent. And, 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 yeah. and but yeah. then if you're also selling to you know, local bars and restaurants and things like that, they're typically in the atmosphere of fun. If their restaurant right. is boring, then the, like you said, with just right. the, the sign being ugly, you know. But they also have different <clears throat> ultimate needs, right? So yeah. a, a restaurant or a bar is going to want to know about how many times you can wash the t-shirt before, you know, like, because it's yeah. more, more dirty or, right. you know, what sort of treatments can be put on it to be antibacterial or whatever else. Another person's problem might be so to not specifically speak to only speak to them about exactly what only they care about is a huge mistake yeah well we can do all this stuff but i only care about that much yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah why are you wasting my time for 40 minutes about a cheerleading outfit yeah, yeah, yeah. a mortgage broker wants to know can i dry clean this shirt thank you right. and how many times is yes. it yes and then and the bar is going to say yeah and what about i 
I know this is crazy, but we wear white shirts here. I know. Don't tell me, but it's a brand. Can thing. I bleach Can it? Can I bleach it? <laughs> yes. You know? yeah. And I'm, pro- I'm, I almost guarantee you these are questions people ask over and over and yeah. over again. Now, this kind of really plays into generational marketing, right? True. So there are people of a demographic. Let's. I'm going to just say the Gen Xers, which yep. I'm one of them. Yeah. Um, I like to touch stuff. I like to see it. Um, you know, it's also my print buyer thing i if unless it's in front of me i don't believe anybody i need to see it myself but the millennials and below them the gen zers they kind of live their life platform based so to all your customers out there your website is the number one educational resource so all the answers to the questions that these guys just talked about the marks just talked about can this be bleached Here's an FAQ about our t-shirts for restaurants. Everything you ever want to know about a t-shirt for a restaurant is right here. Click in there. Now, as a customer, I think, wow, these people know a lot of stuff. I'm going to print with the experts. Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're talking to me. Yeah, they know a lot of stuff about me. I'm a restaurant. Yeah. Look, they have a restaurant section. They must do a lot of that. And then show examples of the restaurants yeah. that you, the different styles. You know, here's our small popcorn, our medium, and our large. Yep. Here's three examples of them. Here's a range. The millennials, and I'm sorry, millennials, I know you don't like being called millennials and lumped into a group because you're special. Wait, it's, it's, it's like 30 minutes in, none of the millennials are listening. <laughs> sorry, <right>. millennials. <laughs> um, but they don't like to be locked into things. Yeah. They, like, they don't like to be told what to do. And that thrills me to death, quite frankly. What they like is give them the ingredients and step away and let them come up with stuff. And then guide them as an expert. Lori Consoli okay. um, had a great idea on the Facebook group. We were talking about apps or something on the group, and she uses um, an app that they use, that is normally used to schedule appointments for, um, for hair salons. Hmm. So she adapted it, and it says like, oh, you know, your, your shirt your is almost ready. Right. Here's a reminder that, you know, your artwork is done, and your, your shirt is due, and it's time for your pickup, and, you know, all these different things. And they just rearranged it for, for the t-shirt business. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Half the time, the reason why I was loyal to my vendors is because they removed the uncertainty and the fear from my life. And there is no worse purgatory than I sent the file in and I don't know if it's okay. Yeah. Because if it's not okay, and by the way, they never are, but no one ever tells you. If they're not okay and it can't move further down the chain... It, that's it. We're, everyone's stuck. Everyone, it's a big problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just that understanding and saying, we got you. Yeah. It's cool. Go on with your day. And you know what? If you want to check on the status, we have our own app for people who are more, more you know, yep. along this. I don't have my own app, but I'm, I want one. Yeah. I mean, so I get it. You know, it's yeah. not an easy thing. But then I can check my own status. And that's kind of like really what Vista did. They made it that print is such a scary thing and you have to talk to people and you have to, you can only talk to them between nine and five because yeah. that's when they work. Yeah. And But no, not with Vista. You don't have to talk to anyone who's going to be condescending to you. You don't have to understand what it is. You can pick whatever you want, make yeah. your own little template. And guess what? You can do it whenever you want. 
Yeah, and their yeah. their uh, their terms for what the art needs to look like isn't. I'm holding my foot up like two feet long. Right. Yes. Where you go to some of these printers and their email signature oh, is that long. Yeah. And, it, and then Dave, you and know a regular uh, the person who owns a coffee shop has no idea what any of those words mean. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now I'm a little upset because my email signature. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> but, I didn't but see it's, your email. But it's different. Like it's just different things you can do in the printiverse, like girls who no, print. No, yeah. yeah, I tied that back. No, now I, tell I, us I, about I, that. I, yeah. yeah, we should go there. Okay. So, so what is Girls Girls That Print? Girls Who Print is a organization that was actually founded by Mary Beth Smith. Shout out to Mary Beth Smith. Okay. Uh, she, um, st- again, started a LinkedIn group uh, just looking for other women out there in the industry to uh, kind of, you know, sh- you know, discuss our experience, which is different than experience of men. Like, I can't really understand your yep. experience fully. I see it, but I, I don't live it. And uh, but of course she she was she's from Texas, so she's folksy. So she led everybody in the group, but it was about girls who print. Yeah. And um, it grew, and um, I um, ended up uh, working with her behind the scenes. And I uh, together we created Girls Who Print Day, uh, that which is celebrated in my booth, which is called oh, the Prince of Us at um, the print shows in Chicago. And uh, that turned into an annual leadership panel that we uh, bring industry leaders together to talk about, you know, issues um, and uh, things that are relevant, mostly attracting and maintaining women in the industry. A lot of them, I mean, I have the privilege of speaking at graphic communication programs in the colleges. And what I see are that they're filled with, with women, yeah. with girls, and uh, with ladies, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, but uh, they don't all make it over to print. And the ones that do don't all stay there. You know, So there is more to it than just, you know, we're, we're you know, you, people have to start talking more about, about, you know, the contributions that women yeah. actually make to the printing industry, which are pretty significant. You know, I always like to point out that a woman runs the largest trade show in the world, Drupa. It's a woman doing it. Yeah. You know, so that's the top of the food chain right there. So mm-hmm. let's stop with this like kind of second class citizen stuff and let's really start celebrating what, what everyone's doing. So, uh, you know, Girls Who Print has grown to about 8,000 people in the group. Okay. Um, and oh, sorry, this that's a little over 6,000 people in the group, but with the other answers social channels is about eight eight to ten thousand yeah. global community uh, girls who print day is now international and this March as a matter of fact I'm starting a new initiative Mary Beth Smith actually retired last year so I've taken over along with uh, so I'm officially girl number one okay I like nice. to, I like to call myself the HGIC the head girl in charge and uh, Kelly Malazzi who is uh, I mentioned her before she has a, a company called success in print she's a sales coach and she is also an author recent author yay kelly and bill farquinson um she's girl number two and we're going to uh this march to coincide with women's history month we're uh launching women's print her story month like her story yeah, that's great and uh we're going to use the hashtag uh print her story h-e-r story yeah uh 
you know, with a hashtag. Sure. And we're encouraging all of you out there to share your stories and tell us your stories. I mean, get in yeah. touch with me. I've uh, we kind of alluded to the fact that you heard me on a podcast, but yeah. it's actually my own podcast. Yeah, it's called Podcast from the Print of Ours. Yeah, and um, it is currently listened to in 111 countries, so you'll get some nice global exposure. And um, you know, we want it. We want to share the stories of what I call the fierce, fabulous females in the industry. You know, That's awesome. it's not just a bunch of people in a corner, you know, like, oh, how am I supposed to navigate that? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, we're all about empowerment. Um, we are partnering with Printing Industries of America on a mentorship, formal mentorship program and platform to match new people in the industry with seasoned pros. Thank you for listening to that exciting and energetic interview with Deborah Korn from Print Media Center. We had a great time uh, chatting with her. We hope you had a great time listening and you learned something new today. We did have an official goodbye where Deborah said goodbye and Mark Stevenson did his thing. But the last few minutes of audio, just something happened. I don't know. Technical difficulty. So I'm just here to send you off and remind you of where to go. So if you want to learn more about anything Deborah had to say, you can start by visiting printmediacenter.com. So that's print, media, and then center spelled C-E-N-T-R.com. You can also just go to the customapparelstartups.com. So customapparelstartups.com. Go to episode with Deborah Korn there, 88, the one you're listening to. Go to the notes on that page and you'll see hashtags and links and all that information. So that's the best place to go. Further from that, if you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you are, if you like the podcast, you think it's great, please go on, give us a review, five stars. If you're watching us on YouTube, um, leave some comments, uh, participate with us. We're happy to. Also, go to Facebook and go to our Facebook group, search for Custom Apparel Startups, and add in. That's the best stuff you can do. And uh, my name is Mark Vila. I'm with Coleman & Company. If you have not been to our website, Coleman & Company, that's uh, C-O-L-M-A-N and company.com. We sell all types of supplies and equipment for the custom apparel industry. I'm going to recommend you go there and check it out. There's articles on there, there's videos on there, and there's tons of products to help you with your custom apparel business. Mark Stevenson uh, with Coldesi, I'd recommend you to go check out Coldesi's website too. Even if you have before, even if it's been years and you own some equipment from us, check it out. There's always new stuff, new articles, information, success stories, things to inspire you, new equipment. So go to coldesi.com as well. So thank you very much for everything, and uh, we're happy to have you as a listener. So this is Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. Mark Stevenson and Deborah say their goodbyes as well, but they're not here with me right now. So I get to say it today. Have a good business. (music) 